What's up out there, podcast world? You're now tuned in to Stay With Me. I'm your host, Dennis, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this presentation. We got a pretty good episode lined out for you guys here today, so we're going to jump right into it. Today, I'm here with my friend Chris, and we're going to have a discussion about what he's working on, which is a pretty interesting project. And we're coming to you again from the cab of Zero, which is the 56 Chevy Task Horse pickup truck. But we'll talk about that later on. So how are you doing today, Chris? I'm good. How are you, Dennis? Oh, I'm good, man. Hey, I'm glad you came by, man, and did this. Oh, that's a far walk for me, you know, <laughs> blistering 20 steps or so. <laughs> yes, yes. So Chris is actually my neighbor. And I basically, I've seen him grow up because I remember when he first came, I, re I remember his grandmother had, what year was that Thunderbird? 66. Yeah, she had a 66 Thunderbird. And she was telling me that her grandson was in school to be a mechanic. And I was like, cool. And she's like, he's going to he's gonna rebuild the motor and stuff for me. I was like, right on. And this lady was out there. She was sanding on the car, working on it. And it looked pretty good. It had the interior all complete. And so then here comes Chris. And, you know, he's working on the car and getting it whatnot. And so, as I said, I basically seen him grow up. He's got a family. He's married. I've watched him have his kids. I've watched him. He's bought a house. And uh, he's a pillar of the community. And he's been a technician, which I like to say mechanic. What do you prefer? Mechanic. Right. <laughs> and he's a certified ASE mechanic for Chevrolet. So, he's going to tell us a little bit about the LS and just tell us some things he knows. He also, you worked with the Duramax also, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's the dude, man. I currently am not building an LS engine, but he is, and he's going to tell you about that and uh, maybe drop some insight to those of you who don't know. So, I'm going to let you take it away, Chris, whatever you want to talk about. All right. Well, I'm building a 76 Gremlin right now. Uh, I'm into the weird oddities of the 70s. I think they built some of the cooler cars. Um but I don't like the older engines, so I wanted to do a modern LS engine. Um, watched an episode of Engine Masters, and they took a 4.8 and boosted its brains out and made 800 horsepower. And went, I can do that. So I <laughs> went and bought a cheap 4.8 off a of Facebook buy-sell trade. Uh, a guy had already done a little bit of work to it, put a Summit Stage 2 cam in it, uh, head studs, MLS gaskets, all that fun stuff. Um I ran a Holley Terminator X. I bought a different turbo with some, uh, I guess those are hooker turbo manifolds. They're really nice cast iron setup so they don't crack and you don't got to worry about them after you put them on. Uh, the turbo is a Borg Warner S300 with a little, I think they're meant to go in Cummins engines or something like right. that, but I had a good little turnout where I needed it to and going to be running a T56 six-speed through it. And then I'm actually having an AMC rear end, an AMC 20. It's got a factory twin lock in it, so should roast tires pretty good. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> gonna be a lightweight boogie machine for real. I mean, that's gonna be pretty cool. I like. I, now, there's another thing about Chris. See, actually, to me, <laughs> this is Mustang Chris because he built a Mustang too. And what did it have? A three hundred two. Had a three hundred two bored out to a three hundred six. Bored unpolished heads. Torque intake with about. Nine million miles of spacers and intake or uh, yeah. air cleaners and stuff. Man, that was cool though because you made you. I remember you fabricated the the cow, the reverse cow for it. Well, yeah. the well, you put the slots in. The yeah, hood. I built built the whole hood like a GT five hundred style. 
and then I used a Monroe handler. If you don't know what that is, you should go look it up because one of the coolest 70s cars you can think of. Big wide body uh, race car looking thing. Um, but I used that rear roll pan for the rear to eliminate the giant bumpers of the 70s. Uh, and then I actually had a 69 Camaro spoiler for the deck lid. It'll fit perfect because it was a coupe. Right, right. I mean, and you, man, you used to tear out of here. I remember hearing you go up there by, you know, the place up there. And I could hear you from here riding in there. She know. was happy at 8,000 RPM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember you went out riding, you yeah. know. And it, it had some torque. That definitely, that little car had some torque. So... The point of the story is this is a Ford man. Every vehicle that he has over in his driveway is a Ford. Yeah, my daily driver is a 2010 Tour show, yeah. which got me introduced into the turbo scene. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then you you have the Explorer. Yeah. And, of course, your dad, he's got the, the Ford truck. You just came from working on that. Yeah, just got done working on that. So this is a Ford man. Man's even have Mustang tattooed on his arm. No Mustang, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah. There's the horse in there, but it's Mustang. So that's his Mustang, Chris. So, <laughs> and I had to give you that name because I have other friends named Chris. To, in order to identify you guys, I'm like, well, that's Mustang, Chris. Shit, right. he's, <laughs> you know. But so this is a Ford man, right? And so he's going with the LS for what reason? LSs are a well-designed engine. I like Ford engines, but, you know, it's like the Coyote engine is a strong, powerful guy, but it's a big engine. It's hard to cram in your older hot rods and stuff, whereas right. an LS engine is still a push rod engine. But GM did a good good job because they saw what people were doing with heads and stuff, redesigning them to make more power. And a lot of people don't know, but the thing that makes the power with the LS is the valve angle. It's a 15-degree valve angle over a 23-degree valve angle on an old-school Chevy 350 or so. But I think Buick or somebody else designed a head, and it had a 15-degree valve angle, and they realized it moved much more air than your older basic ones. So a lot of people overthink putting their heads on their LS, and they really don't need to. If you're going to put boost on it, put some 862s from a truck and just turbo the hell out of it and have fun, like... Don't overthink your build. All right. Well, not... See, I didn't even know that. And that's, and see, like I told you guys, I'm here to learn. And this is the perfect guy to learn from. I'm glad you just live across the street. So <laughs> if I get into the LS, I'd be like, hey, Chris, man, what, what about this or what about that? So now you're turboing it. Now tell me, what about the intercooler situation? How does all that work out? Uh, I just... Oh, being a grandma, there's not a whole lot of room in the front. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to AC, put AC on at some point, but I don't know how I'm going to do that. But I'll figure that out let, next year. But the intercooler, I just measured and then got on eBay. And I think it's a Mishimoto, if I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. Don't don't send the uh, crowd for me. <laughs> um, but I just measured and just eyeballed it. And I'm running, I think that's a two and a half inch core on that one. And I just have reducer or I guess increasers going to a three inch pipe because I wanted to run that just for appearances. It takes up some more space in between the engine and the uh, cowl panel or the uh, radiator support. So that's that's all I really did with that. And the turbo, I chose the turbo because it has a turnout that dumps straight next to the intercooler. And I just need like a simple three inch or a simple three to two inch 90 degree, and it worked worked great. You had a plum right to it. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, so before all the stuff hit, I remember when you had got the the manifolds, and yep. then right after that, you'd gotten the turbo, 
And I hadn't been over there because all this stuff had happened and whatnot. I think, you know, I think I did see your turbo. But you hadn't been in the, you were still in the mock-up stage. Yeah, I had the, uh, I had a, when I bought the engine, the guy had a cheap GT45 copy that he gave me with it. And someone had cut the uh, exhaust housing and put a blow-off valve and all this other stuff. And I just didn't like the setup. So the Borg Warner being a better quality unit, it just seems to be more compact and fits a little better in the uh, battery tray area of that thing. Uh, I bought that, I guess. Thanks to the coronavirus and the stimulus money, I bought that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, man. This stimulus money be helping us out because... Hey, I'm still working. Yeah, yeah man. I'm that still is, That essential life work. You're right. Well, <laughs> it is essential. You're in there. So what? what is it? What's the worst thing that you've seen, starting with the diesel, with the Duramax, what's the worst that you've seen of one being, like, destroyed or nothing electronic, but just, like, the internals? Like, what's the worst? Yeah, sometimes you see them with the broken crank, and they won't ever be tuned or anything, but I think the worst problems I saw is they came out, Bosch came out with the pump, and it was called the CP4 pump, and those things seemed to chew themselves up because they got basically a roller lifter inside there with rocker arms and all those other things with springs, but they don't have a follower for that lifter. Mm. So sometimes she gets a little turn, and if you're not running very good fuel, <laughs> it turns and it chews itself up, and being a return-style system, the metal goes everywhere, it gets in the injectors, and the injectors are a piezoelectric-style injector, which we could sit a whole nother 40 minutes explaining <laughs> that. But, uh, but they're very expensive because they have crystals that react to electricity it's high-tech stuff that i think mercedes came up with it but yeah that's probably the worst haven't put a fuel system on one because that's mm. that's everything and if you've ever looked inside a duramax engine bay you can't see the fuel stuff right no you can't you can't even <laughs> it's see buried. you can barely see the 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 wheel wells i mean you know the and you can barely see to the fenders yeah. inside when you look down in one of them but um yeah that's just strange so if you had to go, what would be the best diesel? I'm not a B, I don't know anything about the diesel. Like I know about them, but I don't, I don't foresee myself putting one together. I know everybody's running Cummins. So right. I guess you would assume that the old style Cummins before the, the DEF, the DEF yeah. fluid come along. Yeah. I mean, if I had to choose one, first of all, it'd just be nothing with the newer emissions with the DEF exhaust systems, just cause something happens and you got to replace exhaust. I'm not saying the emission systems are junk. They serve their purpose and keeping the environment clean. Like you can still be a hot rodder and still appreciate the fact that keep the earth clean. Right. You don't you don't gotta be a hippie or anything, but <laughs> you can still be clean. That's why I appreciate the emission systems, because most people don't buy trucks wanting them to be super fast and needing them to be a hot rod. So that's kind of serves a purpose for them people. But anyway, if you want to do anything with your truck, you don't want that on there being a hot rodder. But um I don't know, like, the simple things are the 6.7s, or uh, the 7.3, sorry, the forwards. Then just keep on ticking and Power take a butt kicking. Yeah. But uh, I guess for swaps would be the 4BT Cummins, the little four-banger yeah. guys. I know a lot of, you can stuff them in pretty much anything. And I think if I was going to do a diesel swap in anything, it'd be one of them. And it'd probably be in a Jeep or something. Right, yeah. Hey, that would be cool. Because a lot of people now, you know, all the old trucks, I mean, I've seen them from D100s. All the way up to round bodies, like you know, I haven't seen one in a fifty-five up 
but that's not to say there isn't. I'm sure there is one, but right. uh, most right now it's just a bunch of uh, 47 to 54 that I've seen with them. But I'm sure there's lots more. It's just I just don't know about them. Yeah, but, I think I think a lot of people go with them for fuel economy over anything because they're not very torquey. I mean, they are, but they aren't. You know, right? It's not right. like a 6BT or some crazy Duramax with a giant turbo or whatnot, but... Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's great. So now, the moving on to the LS engine, and what's the worst that you've seen one destroyed, brought in? Same same situation? Cranks turned, chewed out? Um, those have a notorious issue with the displacement on demand systems. What they do is they have lifters that can collapse and then are shut off. Oh. So they don't vary the lift to that so it shuts the cylinder off shuts the fuel injector off that cylinder and that's where you get your dod v4 motor where the hell it is and um those lifters seem to turn into junk and then if they they decide they're junk they make your cam junk <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah i'd say the other issue is most people know about it is the oiling system right the oil pumps seem to be lousy and if you're going to tear into one put an oil pump in it, maybe do, they got a little barbell in the back when you take the rear cover off. It's a little plastic barbell, and those aftermarket companies make some, and they're a lot better, they're smaller, so they allow more oil flow. And then, then I guess other than that, LSs are pretty bulletproof. I mean, people take them with 200,000 miles and boost their brains out, and they do... 10 seconds in the quarter mile, so <laughs> right. they're not that terrible of engines. Uh, right. don't, don't let the magic out. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, you got that right. So that's, you know, the LS, man. So now what? what's the new engine, LT? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess 15, 16, something around there. They redesigned it for direct injection, and uh, they designated those the LT1s, which I found weird because we already had an LT1 exactly. engine. Right. Like, that exists already, so I guess they just figured whatever. We'll recycle our own names because now they got the LT4 and whatever. And right. Keep on going, just like the LS had their LS6 and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but, yeah, the LTs, I would say if, unless you're wanting to go stock form, don't ever pick one of them up mm. and try to build it for your cars because it's not like you may – don't quote me, but – like the Holley Terminator X doesn't work with that because it's got to keep it on f- the fuel pressure for the high pressure side and all that right. stuff. And then you got to be able to control your high pressure pump and all this other stuff. And keep it simple. If you want to go LS, just, just stay with the just, LS. Right, like, the LS. And there's tons of them out there because, yeah, I mean, you can get them out of anything. Yeah, you can still get them in junkyards. Most people don't even take the time to go to a junkyard and find one. You can still find them. They're out there. All right. They're everywhere, man, and that's the thing about it. So keep it simple with the regular LS, which, you know, it'd be just like the small block because the small block ran, everybody ran a small block up until the LS hit, and it took a while before people started throwing LSs into things. Yeah, they got away from the market, you get saturated, so the price goes down. (laughs) Right, right. Heck, yeah, man, an LS swap isn't, you know, it's not cheap, but there is, you know, with all the innovations with the standalone computers, yeah and the transmissions you know that's the that's the thing a lot of people ask me they're like yo man why don't you build a ford and it's the only reason i have nothing against a ford but the problem is the drivetrain you can't swap transmissions around with the motors nope just because you need the adapter and all heck with all that 
But the Chevy, so I can take the 4L80 or 4L60, whatever that is, in the new truck out there and put it behind that inline six that's in Brad right. body. Yeah. Like, and it'll bolt right up. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why I don't build the Ford. <laughs> yeah, Fords don't do that. Not even a little bit. Right. Not even a little bit. So I'd have to have the whole car, and it couldn't be a four-wheel drive. So I'd have to have the whole car or the whole truck and then take the drivetrain and then transplant that to a Ford. That's why I don't build a Ford. There's no reason. I don't have anything against Ford. I like Fords, actually. I want a shoebox Ford. Yeah. But I need a drivetrain. So you had the Crown Vic. You bought a Crown Vic from the police station. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my funnest cars I had. Yeah. I thought you were going to take that drivetrain and put it in the Gremlin. That's what I thought. It was an idea for a little bit. I but, for sure thought that's why you bought it. Yeah, the the four six two valves, they're kind of fun. You know, you can do wicked burnouts with them, but they're pretty slow. They only got like two hundred and five horsepower, something like that. And to build a two valve is expensive. Oh yeah, that's, that's the other thing. That's why most people have Cobra engines and their old Mustangs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or five liter. The Coyote is the two valve didn't even have a chance to get transplanted and old <laughs> stuff. The Coyote motor came in and took it all over. Right, so right. it's still an expensive engine. I think the Gen Three Coyote is still three, four thousand dollars for a swap. And then I think I'm not sure if Holly's doing anything with that yet, to where you can get like a thousand dollar system. I think Ford has like a hot rod computer you can buy. Okay. But I'm sure being from Ford Racing catalog, it's All expensive right. as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, heck yeah, man. That's it. <laughs> Ford don't mess around, no, man. They're they, expensive. They are. They're, and I don't know. Dodge, I built. Yeah, I didn't build a Dodge. I had a Dodge. But they're so hard to find parts for. Yeah. You know, I had so much trouble finding parts for that D100 that I ended up getting rid of it because that was the issue. And it was cool. I mean, it had a 340 and a 727. And it had power for what it was. Yeah. It wasn't hopped up. It wasn't souped up. It had a Mallory distributor. That was like, and then the Elderbrock uh, carburetor was like the only aftermarket thing mm -hmm. done to it. But it had power. And because it's a truck, it was in a truck. The trucks are light. And it came out of a charger. But, and it had the purple cam. You Dodge people, you know about what the purple cam is. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's yeah. got more lift or whatever. So, but other than that, it sounded like a dragster, though. Yeah, it was, sitting a, here it was a noisy guy. Yeah, it was. It was cool, and it was fun. It had a little torque, you know, but I couldn't. I wanted to repaint it because the paint job, as you know, it was antiquated. It yeah. was old style, like 90s yeah. flames, and I wanted ghost flames because my cousin's a painter. And I was like, well, the first thing I got to do is get all the seals and everything for it, and there was nobody that had them. And steel could make them for me, but I'm like, heck, what if they... What if I measure wrong or something like that? So I said, heck with it, man. I found somebody that wanted it and I sold it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and now we got this truck, so we're good. And so everything's back to normal again. But yeah, man, I don't know. I can't wait for you to get that the, the gremlin going, though. It's 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 cool. Yeah. I like it. I'm hoping I can get her fired up. Got a long vacation coming up, but probably after that, I'll probably knuckle down and get focused on it and get it started and... At the same time, I'm not like worried about getting the started because I still got drive shaft to get built and the transmission is still exposed from the inside because I had to cut all that out. So I guess I might as well get it roadworthy before I get it fired up. Right, right, right. What's the point of running an engine if you can't go do burnouts? That's true. Yeah, you don't, you know, but I don't know. You, you're probably going to want to at least take them around the block. Yeah. But then 
you just got to fight the nature to stop down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and <laughs> especially around here, man, we're, you know, but we got a spot. You know the spot. We can go over there. You can go over there. But, yeah, you're true. I think you should get him uh, roadworthy because you might as well. Yeah. I mean, heck, it looks like our show season's canceled anyway, so. Yeah. But I'm going to have to get over there so that, you know, once you get back from vacation and get things straightened out and get some uh, photos and stuff and get them up on, on the Instagram page for people to check it out. Plus, you're going to do it on your own page. but I mean, Right. Maybe we can do a, a live over there one day. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for a startup. Maybe. Yay. Maybe who knows? Man, people love that shit. Yeah. I don't <laughs> It'll be true. I won't, I won't bullshit anybody. Right, I'll, uh, right. I'll do it for a real startup. You see the, the real heartbreaks of doing hot routing and yes. the car not starting the first time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fuel man. leaks and coolant leaks everywhere. Unless it's man. bound to be leaking oil somewhere. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I did the startup video for this one, the first start, everything was cool. Damn battery. I hit the key. It's like... <laughs> that's it all no the battery was dead you know and i'm like okay well that's that you know but nah man that's like you say that's hot riding that's what i say when stuff goes wrong man that's hot riding because this is just a hobby to us like right i mean it's not yeah. that serious to me i don't really care you know i mean i care but i don't care if i don't it's like whatever i know this ain't what makes my living so i don't care right you know, it's just fun. It's something to yeah. do. But yeah, it's fun. It's not like TV shows, right? No, <laughs> man, that's nonsense, man. That's think, you know the only the only car show I like is Roadkill. I think most car guys like Roadkill. Yeah. But uh, when Aaron Kaufman left Fast and Loud, and he made his own show, Shifting Gears, which isn't being made anymore. But right when that was being made, I saw this first season. I was down in Dallas um, for training with GM. And I went to his shop, and super cool dude, like, took the time to talk to me and to chat with me, take some pictures, and uh, he's super cool. Like, I think he's the real, that was the realest car show, because he just did shit. He likes racing, and right. that's what I did on his show. He, he did just enough. I think he had a relationship with Discovery to get some money coming in, and then he's sustaining now, and I don't think he likes Discovery, which sounds pretty common amongst all uh, people, but, but yeah. Well, I heard that. Was my that. experience with him. I, I, I heard from someone down in down in St. Louis that they wanted them to kind of make up stuff to fill in for the show. Mm -hmm. So we have the one show down there. Um, Speed is the new black, right? Well, supposedly the shop I went to where I got the the nine inch back there. He said that the people had approached him, and he had a shop, like a full-blown shop, man. The place was huge, and he was doing all this stuff in there. And, yeah, he said that they came to him and asked him if he would do a pilot. He's like, no, because they wanted him to turn off his radio, and they wanted the guys to act up a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, nah, man. Whoa. He didn't do it. There's a whole lot more stuff he told me. I don't want to yeah, get into yeah. it, you know. Yeah, you don't but, know what's allowed. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, but it's... it's And, and I kind of believed it because... Oh, wholeheartedly. You know... Was well, it like on the uh, Fast and Loud, like cars wouldn't start? And it was like, 
the distributor is always 180 out. Like right. 180 out distributor makes it sound like your car is done for. That is never going to start. Oh, it won't start. And then out of nowhere, the next frame after the commercial break, doo -doo -vroom, just yeah. fires right up like yeah. nothing ever was wrong. It's like, come on, guys. Like, keep it real. I know, man. And that's the whole thing, man. I told, And that's what I always tell everybody, man. And everybody out there that knows, that knows about patina code, knows that it ain't no... It's I tell I show you what happens. I mess something up. I tell you, hey man, I just yeah. messed this up. Look, look what happened. You know because that's what happens. Yeah, and it's about you know helping people and encouraging them. And so I want to know about what are you going to do for the fuel fuel tank? Like what? Okay, we didn't even get into the injection for your car. Like oh, how are you yeah. fueling it? Okay, so um, tank sink makes a wide variety of universal tanks. And it's kind of the same thing as everything else. I just kind of measured and eyeballed, and I took the old tank out, which is all crusty and nasty. The car had been sitting from the same year I was born, 91. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it hadn't been on the road in a while. Um, but I so saw I'm using a tank sink, uh, universal tank, and I was just kind of bent the straps differently to work, and then I cut a different hole in the floor to run the stock fuel filler. Um, and then in that, I'm running an in-tank pump, and it's actually the same pumps from the Hellcats, oh. which can supply like 800 horsepower or something like that. They said probably more, but they said they're only allowed to say 800. Um, and then from there, boy, for real drag racers, don't come crucify me. <laughs> but uh, I'm running a Russell Twist Lock soft hose from front to rear. I'm going to do just some heat shielding different areas. And um, then to there, just go to a Airmotive regulator. Yeah, and then I'm running 80 yeah. pound injectors. Uh, and then it's a return style system. Right. Just yeah. to keep the fuel going and try to keep it a little cooler being a turbo engine. Right. Hey, that's good stuff, man. See, I know about doing that, you know, mm -hmm. keeping the fuel out. And that's, I always put a return style on all, even though I build old small block Chevys, but they all have fuel return systems because, well, for one, vapor locking, you know, yeah. you don't want all the extra keep fuel that shit in the moving. Yeah, man. You go in the store come out and your truck sitting there <laughs> people looking at you like that's why that piece of shit shouldn't be on the road <laughs> <laughs> your new car wouldn't do that <laughs> right right exactly so yeah you got to keep the fuel going back to the tank and so that's interesting though because i am thinking of doing the ls but you know I, it's not time for me yet yeah <laughs> but eventually i'm sure one day i will go that route yeah. and it's cool to have know that somebody has done it and been through the stuff you yeah. know and there's people that's done the uh holly the efi systems yeah and, i mean i'm not on holly's payroll but the introduction of the terminator x and the terminator x max was really i think like the turning point for most people because you're looking at like a thousand dollars for the basic which is like your manual transmissions or an old valve body style right or like i think twelve hundred dollars for the max <laughs> which is the transmission control and all that stuff which is i mean it's twelve hundred dollars that's the wiring harness in your computer to get you going cam comes a little three inch handheld that will tell you most of the data and if you got a uh an automatic it'll tell you speed and all that stuff so it's pretty cool but i think holly's really paved the way i think probably half of my engine's holly stuff yeah like between the oil pan the computer system valve covers yeah i think injectors are holly so it's it's pretty neat i think it's pretty simple like and if, if you don't turbo it it takes even more out really like i i could have bought that ls a computer system and probably had my car run in in one weekend 
Really? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Especially if you're set up with your fuel lines and your tank already. Right. That, the newer cars are even easier because you have a a um, fuel pump that can handle it already. Right, it's already, um, yeah, it's got the high-pressure fuel pump for yeah, the injectors. And, and if you don't run turbos that needs a ton of pressure into the injectors, you can run just a Corvette uh, fuel filter, which has a regulator in it already for fuel. keeps it right around, like, yeah, 60 PSI, I think, something right. like that, maybe mid-50s. So that's even easier, but I need mine to have boost reference and stuff like that, so it jacks the pressure up whenever I get into it in the high rpms so. so it's not starving itself right 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 yeah 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 man and see that's the thing you know it's a lot of stuff and people ask me it's like why why do you keep the fuel tank behind the truck well it's just a conventional motor it doesn't need 70 pounds of fuel pressure right. to drive the truck now <laughs> if i had to have a high pressure pump to operate my fuel system obviously it would need back there under the bed of the truck but being it that it's a mechanical fuel pump on the end of the small block there, I don't right. need it. You know, what is it? Six pounds of pressure to, yeah. to run, you know? So it's like, okay. And I'm not racing or nothing like that. So heck yeah, man. Those fuel injectors, though, people don't understand the pressure is so high because the nozzles, I guess, if people really look in at the injector, the little needles, they're, so, they're needle points. Yeah, they're the fuel sprays out. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, I mean, I know a little. I don't know any very much about the fuel injection, but I know a little from the from the cobalt days i, I learned right. i had my crash course and all that <laughs> tuner stuff so i know a little <laughs> bit about everything a little bit about it but not as much and i and that's why i was glad you come on and tell tell your stories about the ls and you were talking about like now you're talking about bruce reference and i understand what you're talking about right some people might and then they'll go and look it up and be like what are you talking about boost reference what is, yeah you know, you know, and that's it's, the whole point of all this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a world of information. Yeah, and that's where if you know there's something you don't know, you can ask questions. Most people are going to shoot you down in this right. trolling internet days, but you can usually find the information. You just got to find the right people to give you the right information and not shoot your hopes and dreams down. Uh, don't get discouraged by all the people on the internet because there's plenty of people out there willing to help. Oh yeah, there is. You man. just got to find the right people. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I was thinking, like what you said, when Holly, so they made like the first oil pan for the LS that would fit, because a lot of people were having trouble with getting an LS in a car because of the cross members up front. Right. They made the oil pan where it was flat, you know. And yeah, it, it mimics the F body style. Right. And that's the same one I have in my car. I think the part number is uh, 3022 or 1. I think 1 is the original, and then they made a new one that was specific, for, I think, for a Chevy cross member and it's called the two and i think that's a little tighter mm -hmm. but i think it takes away some capacity so right most people want to go with the 302 one and it's just i think it's basically an f body but they can't call it that because i'm sure chevy owns that right. trademark somewhere that somehow designation right yeah, yeah. so um, how many quarts of oil does it hold does it six or five i haven't started it yet but i think i have six in there okay it might might take a little more once i get it sucked into the oil filter and right the oil line for the turbo and all the other stuff right right yeah because the oil capacity that's the key man if you're if you're not oiling <laughs> you're gonna have trouble yeah. man you're gonna have trouble so oil capacity and not over oiling a lot of people overflow yeah oil people always want to do the high high volume high pressure stuff and right. most of it doesn't call for it. you just need a clean oil system exactly. with a good pump i think the oil pump i did is just a GM performance replacement pump, which right. is supposed to output just a little bit more oil, which 
the fact that I'm going to have more lines for the turbo, I wanted that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think most of the other things are gimmicks. You see it, you know, your truck had 20 pounds of oil pressure and it kind of mm. freaked you out. So you're like, oh, I, I definitely need more <laughs> pressure now because my truck was so low. And then now you're just shooting the oil into the top of the valve covers right. at max speed instead of just slowly putting them over the rockers and stuff, which is all you need. Yeah, and it'll, exactly. it'll find its way back down. Just, as long as the oil system's clean and good, you're going to be just fine. Right, and no no restrictions, like no tight bends with the, the plumbing and stuff right. like that. Cause that creates problems for a lot of people if you run uh, someone asked me the other day about a power steering setup and i'm like well the first thing i knew to say was you have a tight bend in your line because you know that's one indication that there's something wrong with your right. power steering if you got it too tight but they figured out what it was and they figured out what was happening with it but yeah i always think you know run the lines as freely and give them slack not so much slack but you got to give them some room to move because the engine moves with you know the car moves so the engine right. moves but then the chassis moves also and when you tighten everything down and try to make because you know a lot of people want to make stuff really neat that yeah. show look but it's not functional yes yeah, you don't have any sway in it yeah know? show cars usually aren't very good cars no not for if you want to actually drive right you know so yeah you yeah and, on and off the trailer doesn't count. <laughs> you got that right, man. You know it too, man. Heck no, that shit don't count. But so is there anything else about the LS that you think would be something somebody should look into maybe uh, after hearing this? Um, nothing I can think of. If you have a simple question or an in-depth question, you can check out my Instagram page. Send me a private message. It's uh, C. Dugan. Dugan is spelled D-O-U-G-A-N. 91 uh yeah i got the gremlin on there i also have some of my family stuff on there my little girls and stuff so it's a little bit of blend of everything but if you got a weird question or anything shoot me a message i, I work at gm so i have access to their information too so yeah i don't die at cars for free though so right <laughs> <laughs> not new cars i, I like the old cars but right, right. I, I work on new cars enough at work yeah yeah man now that i don't know nothing about people always ask me stuff about a new car i'm like man you know if it's after 86 i can't <laughs> help you dude yeah you know, i mean because i just don't know it's just so many sensors i mean you can go back and forth with a person you can be like okay go get an o2 sensor they go back put it in something's wrong all right go get the iat sensor they go back and get it. Something's wrong. Okay, get the yeah. map sensor. You know, <laughs> and you spend three hundred dollars buying sensors. Yeah, you know, and yeah. without the diagnostic equipment, the proper diagnostic equipment, it, you're almost helpless to figure out what's wrong with a, a modern day yeah, car. Yeah, you need a lot of a lot of diagnostic equipment. All right, uh, the new cars. Some you don't even want to know some of the communication issues that they can have. I mean, if you're driving a car that's two thousand ten and new, you're probably running around the car that has four different communicating networks mm. individual you know between examples they have high speed low speed networks cam bus lin bus it's yeah. it's it's wild yeah <laughs> i don't want to get into none of that man yeah it's a it's a it's a whole different animal in the new cars well what i want to know i always want to know this and maybe you know the answer why do so i've seen it and i've seen it twice people go in the auto zone buy a battery for their car or their SUV. And then they come out and put this new battery in and then the car won't even, it shuts down. Like they can't do anything. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? I know, 
I'm not sure about full shutdowns, but I know Fords can have issue because they have a what they call keep alive memory, which I'm not 100% sure what that all does. Uh, but that'll cause goofy things like my Taurus, I had to replace the battery and I had to get that reset because like the heat seats wouldn't work, the cold seats wouldn't work, right. and like the radio would stay on for like X amount of minutes after I would turn the or turn the car off and open the door, open and close the door, it would stay on. And then I reset it and all worked fine. So maybe it's something along those lines. Right. Or the people are leaving the little plastic post on the top and putting the cables on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've you know. Made a lot of money off them. Like, Just replace battery, it won't start. Like, 10 millimeter, take the plastic off, 10 millimeter back on. Hey, you ready to rock and so roll? So you've actually seen that through oh, the I, shop? Absolutely. I've seen it more than a handful of times. Are you shitting me? Yeah, so some people not are mechanically inclined. I, right. I don't make fun of them. It's just, right. No. You know, I, I can't I can't perform brain surgery, and doctors usually can't change their oil. So <laughs> right. I accept my place in the, <laughs> the job world and move on. <laughs> I hear you, man, and that's you know what I'm glad you said that because I said that on the opening thing, and uh, you know I don't blame anybody who takes their car to a shop to have it built. I mean, because if you just don't have that ability, you just don't have it. Yeah, sometimes you can't fake it hard enough to make it. Right, <laughs> right. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna persecute a person that has had to have their car built because they want it. It's like I said, you know, people are gonna make fun of me because. I bought the house that I'm living in and I didn't build it with my own hands, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, and that's how I feel about people that, that take their cars and have to have them built because they, they just can't do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like you I'm, said, I'm happy with them people because you know, if you can't do something in a car, although they're fun, you got to accept they're dangerous things. It and is. I have my family on the road. And if you can't build a car, I don't want you building a car. Right. Because that's, <laughs> you're taking other people's life in your hand. That you're point. right. It's, yeah, it's part of accepting where you're at in the job feud chain. I don't right. know if you want to say the it. The pecking order. Yeah, the pecking order. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if you can do it, that's awesome. You know, maybe just get your drivetrain, your suspension, and all that stuff built by professional and do your cool touches that's right. in your brain yourself. You know, right. cosmetics is easy. Yeah. And it's safe. Yeah, it's safe. You know, ex express yourself how you want to. But. But yeah. then if you want to learn, you know, learn on your engine or whatnot. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. what it is. And the cool, you know, what's cool about us, like, like your wife, she don't, she doesn't mind you being a hot rodder. Nikki, she don't mind me being a hot rodder, you know? So of course, yeah. she wants us to come in and hang out yeah. and whatnot. But at the same time, they're like, they think it's just as cool as we do, you know yeah. what I mean? So that's one thing that probably I think like we have advantage. And there's a lot of other people out there like that. Their spouse is like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But then there's a lot that's like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> it takes long nights and yeah. years to build a car. It just doesn't happen. No. Not, heck no. not like the car shows where you got a week to build it or you're going to lose a shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that yeah. stuff. Hey, but hey, Chris, I thank you for coming out, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, man, it was fun. I like, And you'll have to come back because, like you said, we're going to go and check out the Gremlin. Does the Gremlin have a name or is it just the Gremlin? Uh, I just call it Project Barn Find or Grimmy. Grimmy, too. Grimmy yeah. I said it, was, it was a major barn find. Uh, it was found down in Arkansas. And oh, I th yeah. I think I yeah. paid just just over a thousand. I think I paid right at a thousand. I bought it, and the guy delivered to me for $200. So I paid 800 for the car, 200 for it. And it's orange. It's 
That's it's epic barn fine. Got the dents and the rust just in the right spots, but from a distance it's still still got a shine, still looks good. The interior looked good on it. Yeah, when I got it factory it was tan, bench seat, another fancy, three speed on the floor. And it was all right, but now I'll, I'll end up doing a cage, and I'm doing a big transmission yeah. tunnel to fit the T56, and then I think found some seats that have swapped me, and they're um, from an Acura RSX. They were perfect, and they got uh, harness loops already for and stuff, because when I race, I'll put a five-point in it, but right. driving around, I'll do the belt. But So you're going to yeah. take it down the gateway and go on the track down there? Yeah, I'll probably be running down the track. Uh, probably run... Just regular street tires most of the time, but I'll eventually get brave enough to put slicks in there and figure out what I need to start replacing. <laughs> so now he's going to be a straight line, so he's not going to go on the course. It's not like a pro touring build. No, now this time, uh, I got my eye on some stuff because there's a company called Control Freak, and they make some really kick-butt suspension pieces for really? him. And I'd like to get them eventually, but that's another six or seven thousand dollars for right. a pro street style thing. <laughs> so I'll probably end up doing something like that. But I'd say for now, I'm just going to worry about the straight lines because the suspension's all still old in the front end. It's right. all tight, but it's old. It's so all old, yeah. I better not go doing 100 mile an hour and corners and stuff and blowing yeah. out a ball joint or something. Yeah, right, right, right. And you're, and you're like, the, that's the second, because I know the other, the Red Mustang too. That I cut, remember we cut the front end off of it. Yeah, I wasn't got and that for running over. You got that out of a barn find or something Lord, like that. I found that, some guy gave that to me. I didn't even pay anything for that. Uh, <laughs> I just had to go get it. It was far away. Um, Oklahoma, I think, yeah. is where I went for it. But freeze free. And it had a lot of good parts on it. Yeah. So I went and picked it up and saved it from just getting crushed. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> getting crushed. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it gave new life. The suspension went to Dennis. And I used a bunch of interior pieces for myself and helped out a bunch of other dudes that needed little knick-knack pieces right. and other stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah it was a good pickup. And well, the I ended up the guy. There's a guy I know. He's building a um, this is a B100. Is that the Datsun or Mazda? The B. It's the pickup truck. He was building them. I, yeah. I think that's a Mazda. Yeah, the B. Yeah, the B series pickup trucks. Well, yeah, I think yeah, they're right. like they're like Rangers. Yeah, it was yeah. like a Ranger. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So he, he's like, hey, you still <laughs> you still have that Mustang two front end, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, man, I got it. But I still got that five window over there. I'm like, well, I'm thinking, yeah, I got it. But you, I mean, why are you asking me yeah, about I got that? One. What do you need? Right. And he's like, well, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. And I'm like, because I gave you 75 for it. Remember? Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, here, let me go get it out of the thing. <laughs> and then I asked him, though, I said, what are you, what are you doing with it? And he's like, oh, I'm going to put it on the, on the Mazda. You're right, on the Mazda. And I was like, yo, man, that's gonna, not going to fit. You're oh, gonna have right. to, yeah. You're gonna <laughs> have to do some. Well, I've done all the measuring and whatnot, and I was like, you know what? Okay. And if it don't work, I'll tell you what. I'll give you your money back and bring it back to me. He's like, all right. Well, I'm thinking he's just gonna take it and try to mock it up to see. He done cut on it and whatnot, and then mm -hmm. he told me flat out though. He's like, hey, you can't have it back because I done cut on it and messed <laughs> it up. I'm like, oh man, dang, what a waste. Right, it was because I was gonna use it on that truck over yeah. there. Yeah, but he he said I'll give you a hundred bucks for it, and I was like, hell. 
That's clothes and stuff for the kids, you know, like, yeah. whatever it is, so, you know, it's like, well, yeah. something sits around, you make money off right. of it. Right. Hey. Because I had it for, well, hell, I don't know, how long was that? Two years ago you had that car. Yeah, I, I lived across the street from you. Yeah, so maybe three. Before I moved to the next door of that house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been? You bought that house? I've been in that house for five years. So then I got that from you, it was probably, it was about three years ago. Well, no, probably no, four. I lived there. It was yeah. over five years ago. It was. I think... Was it cold? Right. No, no, it, it was, was warm. warm. I think I got that that summer. Yep. So it would have been a couple months. So you you had it, well, however long ago you sold it. That was well, that probably was five last, and a half, six years ago. Yeah, and I sold it last year. The guy just showed up. And like, hey. mm. And he wanted some air fittings and shit because he know I have all that air ride shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause, you know, and I gave that stuff to him. Said, yeah. Cool. I'm like, you're building, you're going to put air on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, man, because I got a ton of fittings. You know, I'm like, here, here, here. You know. But he said, I'll give you 100 bucks for that. And I was like, all right, cool, man. But yeah. I don't think it's going to fit. You're going to yeah. have to. That's a big piece of stuff to get out of your way, too. Yeah, boys. So it helped out. But now, you know. But, yeah, that's just weird, man. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, that's you've been there five years, huh? I've lived in this area for yeah. six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've been, been in this town my whole life. But, yeah, right. I mean, after getting married, moved across the street from you and then the house for sale went for sale next door to that one so i bought that one yeah yeah man that's crazy and i've yeah i've seen you building the thing and it, you i mean you can you know i'll be outside like all day all night yeah you're, you're on the driveway a lot yeah i don't come in man <laughs> I got, it's time to build this is our best time summer because now the babies are out mm -hmm. and i can just you know do whatever and then you know she's inside she don't have to worry about them or nothing like that right. so yeah it's cool man but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing you get that gremlin to where he's out on the road and doing your stuff man yeah, yeah it's pretty cool i thought it was cool and then you're like i'm turboing and i was like what yeah it's it's had a couple stages of its life already and i haven't even had it on the road once i know i've had it for two years or something like that and it had just the straight six with the three speed, and I was saying about just getting that engine running and putting a turbo on that, and then I was like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> why, why would I do that? So I, or, then I found an AMC 401, and that was cool. I started doing the engine work on that, and that car would have been on the road six months ago oh, had man. I done that. But uh, but I decided, and then I started find, reading into the LS stuff, and I knew about it just... It just seemed a little cooler, a little yeah. easier, right. fuel injected. I plan on driving the car a lot. And the 401 I sold for a stupid amount of money. They're rare. People want them. Right. So I felt more comfortable giving it to somebody who's going to put in an AMX or a Javelin or something. Because right. AMCs are kind of like Mopars. You know, Dodge or Chrysler bought them in 87 or 86. So, I mean, it's about the closest I'll ever have to a Chrysler Dodge product. But, uh. Yeah, they're, they're, they pay a lot of money for stuff. Yeah, and I know. I think I sold that for $2,800 $2, or something like that. This assembled in boxes. Right. <laughs> like, I would never buy anything in boxes, but I had all the machine work done. I had new pistons and rods and everything else. So, so it, was ready. it was ready to go. Just someone had to put it together. Jeez. And then man. I went and bought my LS for $800 and had lots of money left over to buy stuff. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And like you said, now the stimulus done kicked in. Yeah. And the ones of us that are still working, that's just like a boost. That's yeah. go fast money right there, ain't yeah, it? It came right after my income tax, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I felt buddy. very rich recently. Oh man, I know it. Not man. so much anymore, but right. Yeah, now you're looking at <laughs> like, all the boxes. lots of boxes right. sitting on my front porch. <laughs> I seen the the FedEx, the UPS guy over there all the time. He's stopping by. Oh, they might as well get. I might as well set a conveyor up for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, man. Because yeah, you be getting some stuff, but it is gonna be cool when you get. So, what is okay? You you know even though this is stuff going on, there's still a chance for shows at the end later in the year, mm-hmm. and we have our one down at Fastline. And yeah. what is that one? That's that's coming up though, isn't it? The Fastlane show got postponed, oh. maybe canceled. The Memorial Day yeah, show yeah, there at Fastlane. That's usually what I, I was shooting for. That mm. kind of glad it got canceled because I don't know if I would have made that. I was gonna push, but um, I think the show I'm shooting for is. End of July, around my birthday, here in town, Wright City, Missouri. Right. Yeah. Um, got the Fatheads car show. I'll probably try to shoot for that one. Yeah. Because it'll probably still be in a pretty rough state, so I think that'll be good to be close. Right. And if it's burnout worthy, I'll probably send oh. her into the pits to yeah. do some burnouts. Yeah, that's the best part, eh? Yeah. Oh, man, they'd be burning. Not and with my new $200 tires, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to scrounge you up. So, what what bolt pattern? Well, you got the regular, still the original bolt pattern on it, then. Yeah, it's a Ford bolt pattern. Right. It's five okay. by four and a half. Yeah, and I got some five by four and three quarters down there that you could roast the shit out of. Yeah. And it won't work. Yeah, I got some junk tires I try to save from work. I just got to find some good wheels for them, because... I think my wheels in the back are 17 by 10s, and then you got to reverse mount the tires. So it's kind of a pain in the butt oh, to get them on and off. So yeah. those would be for pretty, pretty car show looks. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm going to be burning out. I'll be putting different wheels on it. Man, oh, man. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. But that'd be cool if you could get out there. I know um, we're going if it if it happens. Right. And I don't know if I'll have this thing covered with the stuff on it or not, but I'll still go. It don't matter. Yeah. I, th- I think I can lend my car there one way or another. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one year, remember when, do you remember when I was building the 72, the, the Eddie truck? Mm-hmm. And, I put the, <laughs> and it was time for that car show. And the fat heads were like, yo, you coming out? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was waiting on brake lines. The brake lines came. <laughs> and I didn't have, I was going to take the truck without the front clip on it, without the fenders and the hood on it. And I had the radiator stay in the radiator in it and all that, and it was running. I put the the hose on and I pinched it because I got them too long, and I knew they were too long. Yeah. So I ordered like a 15 inch one, and it should have been a 13 inch. But yeah. I was like, you know what? Fuck, heck with it. I'm going to What's the an show. Extra loop. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I was turning the truck, and it pinched the, and it was stainless steel braided line with mm. the Teflon inside. Yeah. And it pinched it between the the spindle and. Oh no! <laughs> well, just the spindle and like the frame part, and it busted it. And I knew I'm like, well, I ain't going there. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap! But I guess that's just, and it had, you know, it had uh, power steering, so I guess just the force of it just, it just smashed it, and then it cut it. Yeah. Like if it was inside a set of bolt cutters or something, and I'm like, I didn't think that that would happen, but. I learned. Power steering's a heavy force. It is, yeah. and it, it cut through that stainless steel braided line, and I was like, are you kidding me? So then there you go. I had to spend another 30 bucks for <laughs> Yeah. But I was going to do it anyway because that one was already too long, and yeah. I knew it. Mm-hmm. But I just, just wanted hoping, to go to the show. the best, yeah. Right, and it pinched it so, uh, yeah. That's, that's a fun story. That's something we can get some, uh, some of your listeners involved with, have them share their craziest car show stories. Right. Mine is probably... 
Mustang time. It was right when I built that 306. Five years ago. <laughs> time flies, man. Yeah, it does. Take, take time for granted. Uh, but the engine was out of it. It was two days till Shelby Fest. I had, I think the coilovers were out of it and stuff. And I think two of my buddies came over and we stuffed the engine out and we just went crazy with it. I think I still had to do like a rattle campaign job and put some stuff on it. But I think I finished up with that car at 4.30 in the morning, the morning of Shelby Fest. So I got myself about three hours of sleep. And then, of course, if you build a car overnight, you're sleepy, you're tired, nothing's done right. And about halfway there, it started having some issues. And I finally was able to limp my poor little Mustang, too, into Shelby Fest there in Herman <laughs> and blew the coil out and all the spark plugs were wrong. And oh, yeah, I was probably running on about four cylinders <laughs> getting there and it was wild. But then uh, I went and bought a coil from a parts store in town and on my way home, I started running bad again. I'm like, fix this what's going on because like it was the year carol shelby died so at noon they had this rev revathon i don't know what you want to call it but everybody rev their engines at once i'm like i'm getting in on this i don't care <laughs> what's wrong with my engine and i guess something happened then and it ended up being uh one of my lifters were a little too adjusted in so it was like open all the time kind of messed my cam up i ended up replacing that but on the way home a big ass thunderstorm came through and actually had tornadoes in it and shit like it tornado somewhere between herman and uh new florence so mm. like i'm racing home because there's this big ass cloud behind me and i didn't want to get rain on because my hood was open to the atmosphere <laughs> my air cleaner stuck out <laughs> about three inches so like, man so i'm hauling ass this running like crap and i finally hit the highway and i'm doing like 95 on the way home i am just like wringing this poor little car's neck but i got home pulled in the garage right across the street here and instantly started pouring and it was hail and like tornado sirens are going off all this crazy stuff but that sticks in my brain that car shows so much just because a lot going on with carol shelby dying yeah. and getting my car done that's why i wanted to get there because i knew carol shelby had died and i was like i gotta be there but, man i and i remember that yeah. I remember that day. Like, I wasn't there, but I remember the day before you were telling me that you got to get this done. Yeah. So you can get to Shelby Fest. There's a lot that got done in one day. And you did. And, man, you and you left early. You left in the morning time. Yeah, I left about 6 o'clock, yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I heard you take off out of there. Yeah, because I think might have had open headers right then so it was pretty noisy it was yeah. and i remember you leaving and i remember you coming back and you're right as soon as you got oh, just pulled into the driveway it poured yeah very quickly pulling in the driveway mm -hmm. yeah i'm surprised i never got pulled over but it was nuts that was a good story but yeah it is a good story yeah. and i remember that because i was outside i was out here yeah, you're like, hey, what's up? Like, it's about to rain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember exactly what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. Yeah, that was but, cool. I remember you. And then I think it was the next day or the or the day after. It had to be the next day because then you were telling me about uh, something happened with the coil. Yeah, and I think, I think what ended up being wrong was the ignition module was messing mm. up and it was cutting out whenever it would get hot. It was it would run just not very well and I guess it fried the coil somehow. So right. place that coil, put a new cam in it, adjust my rockers right, my lifters right, and that's when I it returned that. into my eight thousand RPM demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that too. And I remember when we were backing, we were backing in and we got it stuck because it sat so low and then that your that ditch was right there. Remember? Yeah. 
And it got just hung up on like the arm, wasn't it? The frame got caught on the driveway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Remember that? Yeah. And then we go get the little jack, and then we got it back off. But it was yeah. like, holy shit, what happened? I think I was backing up and couldn't see out my right side because I think didn't think I had a mirror on at that point. And I just mm. misjudged where the ditch was right there. Yeah, I remember that. And then daisy Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my best. Well, I probably have some more car show stories, but right. you guys should share yours and... Let us know, because them are always fun. Yeah, you guys should, man. Some of, some of the best stories happen before car shows. It does. That's a good idea, Chris. I'm glad you said, oh, yeah, you guys should do that, man. That would be that'd be pretty interesting to hear about you guys' stories. Yeah, we'll read, we'll read the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's a good idea, man. I hope so if you guys out there listening, yeah, share some of your car show stories or your car show horrors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it go the other way. Right. Sometimes the best ones aren't the, the good ones. <laughs> right, right. But that's 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 weird. How like something like that just comes up. Yeah, I told you about me tearing up a brake line, going, trying to just go. What is that? A mile and a half, maybe? Yeah, that, the car yeah. show? not very far. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. Oh man, jeez. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good idea, man. Yeah. So you guys, you should do that and let us know, and then we'll we'll post them up too. Definitely. But hey, Chris, man, it was good having you on here. Hey, it was a blast, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. And it's Friday late. I don't even... It doesn't matter to me what time it is. It's but Saturday night. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. But uh, you guys have to go check out Chris. You want to tell him your Instagram page one more time? Yeah, it's uh, cdugan91. And uh, I think I got an orange gremlin as my picture. Man, it's spelled C-D-O-U-G-A-N-91. And then that's my only uh, media outlet I use for public. All right. Cool, cool. So that's a good thing. You'll be able to find them. You guys go check them out. Follow them. Definitely, if you're not a member of Patina Code, follow Patina Code. And also, for you people out there building a vintage Chevrolet truck, 47 through 57, you need to go check out LS Fab. And if you use promo code Patina Code on their website, you will be able to take 10% off your sheet metal product purchase and the sheet metal products pertain to firewalls toe panels kick panels door panels gas delete radio delete vent cow delete some pretty cool stuff so go check them out today you can find them at www.lsfab.ca and finally if you would like to get your hands on some patina code gear authentic patina code gear come to my store website it's patina code llc.equid.com. There's a number of sizes and a few different designs of t-shirts there that we have for you to go check out and sport out there in the world. Show your support for patina code. And with all that said, thanks for listening. Stay with me. <laughs>